Welcome to The Two Tones. It's Tony DeBolfo, Tony Moclair, episode 28. I'm going to go out and live here. Friend again? Ooh, now, oh, gee. Gee whiz, I've been sort of big time on that. Um, oh, that's a question without notice. Tom Bell was 28, wasn't he? Of course he was. And the great Percy Jones, oh, of course. Um, the great man, Peter Jones, celebrated yeah. his final game in grand style with a premiership victory over Collingwood in 79. Tone. I met him in Mildura when I was a kid. I stood next to him. It Is was that one right? of the most exciting days of my life. Yes, mine host at the um, North Fitzroy Arms, I think, these days. Uh, oh, down, really? You know, the old oh, Haskins. Course. Yes, yeah. yeah, so any current supporters listening, get down there and um, and uh, be entertained by the uh, one of the great characters of all time in terms of league footy tone. We don't have, uh, we don't get the histrionics anymore or the, the, the hand clapping or the, um, oh. you know, the, the ridiculous <laughs> stuff that used to go on, you know, in those great old days of pantomime, but... He, he was a great player. Well, we sell yeah. him short, don't we? Because he we was don't. a great ruckman for Carlton. 249 games, I think. If you don't mind. Uh, great, one of the great footballers. And uh, when you look at Carlton's successes, you know, from the the Second World War onwards, they've always had great ruckmen. You know, Hands, yeah. Nichols, Jones, yeah. uh, Fitzpatrick, Madden. Madden yeah. You know, so... Um, Yes, he's in that realm and uh, all power to him. The great Peter Jones, um, mine host, North Fitzroy Arms. Be a showman all you like, just back it up with some talent and he certainly did that and more. Would have been a great venue to watch the game against Brisbane. Brisbane, 15-9-99, defeating Carlton. And the scoreline tells a story, Tony DeBolfo. 13-17-95. Yes. That's going to kill you every day of the week. Every day of the week, Tony. And I, I trust that Purse had Perspex over the front of his telly uh, down there because I'd, I'd imagine there would have been a few boots going through that television yeah. um, various stages of the game. The game was effectively lost, you know, the first quarter. Yeah. You know, you just can't give a, a, a team 40 points head start. And on hope on to their win. home ground wow. on a 25-degree day. Well, you know, it was just a debacle. And, um, yes... The team did claw its way back and, you know, save some face. But, you know, in truth, the damage was done, wasn't it? And mm. it's um, a most disappointing outcome, really, Tony, um, uh, all things considered. Um, yes, we move on, I guess. Well, we do. There's just a, a couple of things I want to point out from the match, a couple of uh, talking points. Um, uh, uh, Jack's physical courage. Well, look, I, I don't think it's... You know, we can we can question Jack's courage at all. It, it, you know, in all of the games that he's displayed this year, I think there's been a lot of traits of Jack Silvani that have come through. You know, his capacity to read the game, I think, is, you know, he's got that innate sense to know where to get and how yeah. to make space and, and how to time his runs. You know, his running patterns are really good. But as you say, you know, he, he, his bravery, you know, you know, even thinking he's back to his first game, I think his capacity to run back with the fly yeah. of the ball, yep. to take those courageous marks, not knowing what's coming through the other way, I think is a real credit to him. And, um, you know, he's a, a young fellow in a developing body, so he still hasn't got that sort of that seasoned definition, I suppose. So um, in many respects, he's fair game, you know. And, yeah. uh, you know, coaches ask a lot of their players, you know, the, the players, athletes have to be brave, don't they, to, mm. to, to cross the white line. And um, his bravery cannot be faulted. And I think he's he's been a wonderful contributor to Carlton in a year where, you know, uh, in many ways he's almost a lone hand. You know, he's still yeah. trying to find his feet in the game and yet we're asking a lot of him to, you know, really stand up and be counted up front. And um, 
I think, you know, to, to get that return of three goals, I think on top of what you were saying, the yeah. way he played was um, was a real credit to the kid. And, um, you know, he, he's had a great year for Carlton. You've got to say, you know, he's uh, he's settled in and he's motoring along nicely. It, um, I think, you know, it's one of the success stories of the season, uh, you'd have to say, Tone. Now, Tony, I'm going to ask you to put some logic aside here. Um, you can only be the reincarnation of somebody who has died. Let's pretend that that isn't the case. And I put it to you, the blame blog host is the reincarnation of Tommy Alvin. Oh, oh, well. Uh, physical terms, resemblance. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if the, the hair quite... Well, uh, they, do, they do have long hair. Yeah, but... It's the, not... Blaine's hair is maybe not as... Um, as, I don't know, romance novel cover art-esque. <laughs> no, it's not. And uh, I saw Tommy Alvin recently and, you know, the uh, the old uh, grey has um, uh, crept through those magnificent locks. But, um, yeah, I, I suspect... Uh, I hadn't thought of that, actually, to- Tommy Alvin and uh, Blaine Bokerst. Um, I don't know, um, I'm just putting it out there. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, He's a great player for Carlton, Tom, wasn't he? He was, and, yeah. uh, Again, an, another premiership player, of course. In 87, was a great player. Uh, it was a man that seemed to nullify Gary Ablett Sr. Yes. Uh, many times that he played. But, look, um, if Blaine Bokerst can be half as good as Tommy, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll take that quite gleefully and, and gladly. But... Um, you know, it's uh, geez, it was hard to find positives, Tone, wasn't it? Well, okay, there was Buckley's turn of speed. Yes, which yes, is thrilling to watch. Well, I think so. You know, it was, it's nice to see a player like Dylan play with a little bit of freedom. He's just got to watch. He's got to be a bit more poised. I think. Yes, well, his execution. Uh, he's not Robinson Caruso there. No, he's not. And as you say, you alluded to the scoreboard and thirteen seventeen. It's just it just kills you. And you know, I know. You know, we hear it as nauseam from um, the people around here that you know. Yes, the players work on their kicking and and so forth, but um, they've got to bring it to the table. Yeah. You know, it's one thing out on the track, but um, in the in the heat of battle, uh, they've just got to be so much more uh, uh, precise with their execution. And um, and I think that's obviously an area that uh, Dylan has to work on with his own game. But, um, you know, we, we live to fight another day, and, um, and it won't get any easier this Sunday, that's for sure, Tone. No, indeed, it won't. Uh, good to see a melee. Always uh, enjoy a melee. I know you're not supposed to say that, but three-quarter time, there was a bit of a... There was a scrum, yeah, scrimmage. Well, look, there look, was... look I, I think it's terrific that the players did show um, uh, some fight. It was a shame they couldn't bring that to the table yeah. when the first bounce uh, uh, was uh, executed. Um, don't, don't know what happened there, you know, uh, in terms of the preparation, planning and so forth. You would have thought that the, uh, the players would be on song against a team that went down by 130-plus points yeah. the week before. Um, so... Yes, I, I dare say there would have been uh, a number of post-mortems conducted tone um, in, in the aftermath of that uh, that result, and uh, I suppose it's more a case now of how the players to a man react, yeah. because um, the world is watching. Yes, it is indeed, and you've got to think about uh, the effort expended, as I said, in that hot environment up in Brisbane, Yes, the interstate travel, and then to turn all that around yep. for a game against Melbourne. It, it, it did look hot. I, I don't know what the yeah. temperature was. but I was um, saying 25 degrees. Okay, okay. Not that you make an excuse of that. I mean, Brisbane had to play in that, in that condition as well, and I know they're probably more used to it, but... Uh, no, no, you can't use that as an excuse at all for a rather inept opening to the to the game. 
Uh, we do want to say congratulations to David Cunningham uh, for making his debut. He was in the back line. Yes. Uh, you know, a, a player that I think provides Carlton with um, fleet of foot, yep. and we need that. You know, we, we, um, uh, we do desperately need leg speed uh, around the contest and I think I think David Cunningham's a, a player that will provide that hopefully for Carlton from, from here on in it's lovely to see him out there I, I think Carlton's been a little bit unfortunate that those you know national draftees of 2015 you know jack aside haven't really um, been able to get on the paddock you know we right. haven't seen Harry well Wiedering's the obvious exception there Jakob Wiedering has yeah. been tremendous but uh, we haven't seen Mackay or, or um, Char- much of Charlie Kuno this year and that's been a real shame because um, I think the one thing we all hoped was that um, that we would be able to get a few um, games under the belt yeah. of these boys you know and that's it. That's it. So we haven't had that luxury this year. Um, so it's so to see David Cunningham out there, all power to him. Uh, we hope that's the first of many for the Carlton Football Club. And I, as I said earlier, Tone, I think he's a player that can provide exactly what we need, that, that turn of speed and that fleet of foot around the contest um, that will not go astray, that's for sure. Good to see him down the back line. I was watching Simo's game and I was thinking... Talk of a John, Middle, a John Nichols medal for Simo is basically redundant because you're at the point now where you're not talking about a, a, you know, a, a medal for Simo, you're talking about a sainthood. It has to go higher than the Carlton Football Club. He's yep. the patron saint of the backline clearance kick. I don't know that I necessarily put him on the same no, podium as no, Mary McKillop, but um, he is there. No, look, he's been he's been tremendous this year. Look, let's not make you know make uh, any. Uh, what am I trying to say? Bones about Bones it. Bones about it. He, he's been an enormous player for the Carlton Football Club this year. Um, you've elevated him to. Um, um, sainthood. I, I, I'm okay, well, trying to keep okay, the lid well, on it. Can we agree on canonisation at least? <laughs> well, right? I think, no, I think, I think canonisation is the end play. I think I'll, I'll grant you beatification. Okay, okay, I won't go canonisation. Uh, just let's temper it somewhat and, and let the Vatican go run its course. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, what about a holy day of obligation? Yeah, well, that's fair enough. I'll, there we go. I'll cover into that. There we go. Two old mix finally got that <laughs> yeah. one settled. I'm uh, glad to say. Tone, the vote um, now, the three votes tone, um, and then the all line under the, the Brisbane uh, v Carlton. Yes. Well, look, um, you know, we, we've uh, lauded the, the feats of Jack Sylvani, and I think uh, he sneaks in for one vote uh, first time. His first vote on first the vote two tones, on well the two done. tones, and, and well played, young fella. Um, you've been he's a from great... a good home, that boy. He's been, he has been from... Uh, he's from a good home, and he's been great to watch this year, and all power to him. Patrick Cripps, now, oh. uh, you know, hard-in-mouth stuff, you know, when he hobbled from the, the ground early with the knee injury, and, uh, you know, I was uh, keeping an eye on Twitter, and uh, people were, you know, there was... Uh, Pandemonium broke out across Twitter. You know, Twitter is he okay? Is yeah. he, you know, is the knee gone? Well, he came back, came back in fine style, and and really, I think what I've liked about Cripps's game in the absence of Mark Murphy is the way that he has stood up, yeah. um, and uh, when we've needed him, you know, and uh, obviously um, he takes a, the brunt of uh, opposition attention. He seems to relish it, and all power to him. I think he's, I think his past five six weeks have been tremendous for Carlton, and he's really led the way. Um, good luck to, to Patrick. He's also got a really resilient body. Oh, he has. He has. You know, in saying that, you know, I think I'm, I'm sure that the club has to be mindful, you know, that he's still a young fellow growing. Yeah. And, um, 
you know, it's just with Merv's absence, you know, it seems to have all fallen to him. And uh, I just hope that the other players can really provide the support that he will need because as good as he is, he can't do it all himself. Mm. And three votes, Tone, I, I've given to another defender, uh, uh, Tui, Z. I thought, I thought Zach, again, um, uh, flew the flair for, for Carlton for most of the contest. You know, there are others that sort of, I suppose, bobbed up various junctures of the game. But I think Zach, uh, again, another great year. You know, had a, a, another solid performance from uh, a member of the back six. And uh, as we've, we've already spoken about how um, consistent the defenders have been in terms of their uh, their output for Carlton this year and um, well played, um, the, the Irishman. Very good. Thank you, Tone. Three, two, one votes there. Um, now, the coming game, Carlton v Melbourne, will be your chance to say goodbye to uh, Jamo yes. and Walks. Yes. Um, now, uh, I, um, I had a chat to Jamo this did week. You? Did yes, you? Did mentioned... you? This is an exclusive, oh, yes. Well... What, what did you glean from the great man, <laughs> well, well, that... Uh... That he, uh, that he I'm not re- wanting to put you on the spot. It's no, still your guts. He, re- he called reverse charges. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. No, he was he was in fine fettle, very um, uh, very at ease with the decision, as right. he would be. Right. Um, and didn't want to do the whole press conference thing. Didn't want to kind of draw attention to himself. But that is what uh, Saturday is about. Uh, sorry, Sunday. Sunday. Um, a few a few plays are going that way these days. I mean, I remember Stephen Silvani and Craig Bradley went out with a press release. They didn't front the media. There was yeah. it was just a, a standard piece of A four that was circulated amongst the um, the media throng. Um, and it seems to be. And, and, uh, who was it that um, announced his? Oh, it was the fellow from the West uh, this week announced his uh, retirement via Twitter. Oh yeah. Um, what was his name? The fellow previously at Hawthorne. His name is Scaseby. Oh, Xavier Ellis. That's oh, yeah. right. Thank you, Danielle. Um, so it seems to be the way of the world, doesn't it? Yeah. Jamo just sort of went out, just sort of hobbled onto his horse and off into the sunset, didn't I he? I thought so a press conference would have been good. He's always good. He's a good press conference performer. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that he necessarily wanted to uh, court the fourth estate yes, this time okay, around. Yes. But he's in, he's in good spirits. He is, and there will be an overseas trip, speaking of, uh, oh. the, speaking of Zach Tui. That was the... The segue, I think he's he's going to visit the homeland. Is he? Um, later on in the year. Ah. The uh, spiritual home of the Jamisons. Yes, yes. Uh, with some of the Irish boys. So yes. uh, he will be taking a well-earned break. That's lovely. Uh, with his lovely partner. And then there'll be a sojourn here and there. And and then he will sit down and contemplate life after football. And I'm sure he would have welcomed your uh, call. We, um, he would have been rapt to hear you uh, wish him all the best, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I, it was one of those. I, he didn't answer when I called. <laughs> So it was one of those, you know, you did, your na- voice did, to did text. your name come up on the history? It must you? have, yes. Oh. He would have been very busy. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, so all I said was, "Good luck with your podcasting career." Terrific. And even then, he called me back. So, which well, proves he's you've, a bigger you've man done, than I. You've done one better than me because I did send, send him a text message as well to yeah. wish him all the best and, and tell him that I hope I wasn't out of line in, in mistakenly calling him Michael Jackson. Yeah. In a post-match interview I did a couple of years ago. <laughs> He obviously took offence with it because I haven't heard back from him. So, um, sorry, Jemmo, if you're listening. 
Well, we, we didn't cover that part. Maybe I should have made a stand for my co-host. Yes, on I think you should. So I'm most offended don't. that you haven't. Uh, now, um, so as said, Walker and Jamo will do a lap of honour. You can get a uh, an Andrew Walker bobblehead doll. Yes, and I'm bobbing my head in approval, Tony, as I look at the box of uh, A. Walker, uh, the bobblehead. Um, uh, is it there? I, uh, is his, I hope his knee's not <laughs> wobbling too, Tony. That would be unfortunate, but... Um, they look terrific. They're, they come in their own uh, gift pack. Uh, I can see the uh, the Carlton logo emblazoned on. And what I love about it, Tony, is that magnificent grab yes. over the top of Carlisle. Uh, why the hell that wasn't Mark of the Year, I will never know. Oh. But um, it was in my heart. But uh, and it, and Danielle's just oh, it's it's in its own little perspex carrier with plastic. Oh, oh and it's it's going right off. He's inscrutable. This is, this is inscrutable. He, he's nodding his approval at the two tones, Tony. Look at that. He said, "This is a podcast I want to be on." Um, no, that is magnificent. Uh, can we? Are these are these available for? Um, um, uh, staffers, or, uh, Danielle, or, or they're they they excellent. Limited they're edition bobblehead. So, how would we get our hands on one, Danielle? Stay tuned to Culture Media this week. Details will be coming up very shortly. There you go. There's there you an exclusive. Go. There you go. Well and, worth and, it. and I, I must say, just look, I can see the resemblance. You know, so, so yeah. often with these things, you know, you might get, um, you know, an Andrew Walker bobblehead that actually looks like Winston Churchill. But this, <laughs> this is pretty good. Pretty good likeness, I would have thought. Well, so it's even down to the stubble. Yes, you're right. Very you're impressive. Right. No, Very well, impressive. Uh, I want one. Well done. And you should get one, Tony. You Thank you. You should get one. Thank you. Um, so that is a Walker and Jammer. They'll do the lap of honour, give you a chance to say thank you for two great careers from two great clubmen who um, literally could give no more. And that is that is the doctor's verdict. That's very true, Tony. Both of them wrung the cloth dry. You know, they won't, they'll retire not uh, wondering what might have been. They gave it their all for Carlton. Um, been fine servants for the game. And I am sure they will be welcome through the doors of um, of Icon Park whenever they want to return. And we, let's hope they they are here for um, uh, for a long time to come. In in whether it's a supportive capacity or a working capacity or whatever, but good luck to them. Absolutely, uh, well, well played. Here, here. Uh, now, you would remember a year ago, Tom, we said goodbye to Chris Chard. The same game um, against Melbourne. Yes, he did his yes. knee against Adelaide. Adelaide, the the, the thing. Yeah, Our supporters cheered him off, which it, was a uh, quite a magnanimous gesture. It was, it was. Father time, it, it yeah. uh, waits for no man, does it? One year ago that we said goodbye to the great Chris Judd, and um, uh, life seems to have been good with him too. He seems to be pretty relaxed and in his own skin these days. We and, know, um, well, his boys can swim. We know that. Yes, that's very true. Where are we at with the father son rule there, Tony? Are we fourteen years out from. No, I think um, immediately they become possession of the Carlton <laughs> Football Club. We'll let Beck and Juddy raise them till they're 14. Yes, yeah, so they'll I'm, be taken to a Buddhist monastery. <laughs> and, uh, so I'm saying, I'm saying 2032, oh. we could expect to see the great OJ running out. Is that, is that correct? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, it's a thrilling prospect. <laughs> and I'll be here to see it. Now, Melbourne are coming off a good win against Port Adelaide uh, at the Adelaide Oval. Um, not exactly an easy thing to do, but they did it. I'll tell you what, they've, um, they're playing some great football at the moment, Tony. They are good to watch, you know, and I suppose what we would say about Melbourne is they are where we want to be. Yeah. You know, they've gone through the process of, of uh, what Brennan Bolton would call a reset, you know, yeah. um, Paul Roos made some hard decisions on that list. Had to weather a fair bit of flack too, as they were trying to, you know, tweak their game to get 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 it working. And 
but what we see now are the fruits of those you know difficult decisions and it just goes to show i mean there's a there's a classic um, case study right. of what is required at this level at this particular uh, period of the evolution of the game to get a team up and competitive the upper echelons of um, the competition there's no quick fix um, there's been a lot of hard decisions made on players um, they've made canny decisions with their their drafting um, you know you just see fellows like um, Petrarca going around now mm-hmm. and um, they're in, in Brayshaw they're, they're exciting players to watch and Carlton will have its work cut out against a, a team that r- really has self-belief and knows that um, there are good days ahead, um, and they're happening now. So um, we will be up against it this week, but you know we need to come back hard after that disappointment at the Gabba, and um, I'm sure that the coach will be, seeing, will be demanding nothing less than um, a solid four-quarter performance this week, and, and let's hope for the supporters that that's exactly what Carlton delivers. 100% effort, 100% of the time. Yes. Well said, Tone. Um, well, uh, <coughs> get on down to the game. It's Carlton v Melbourne, Sunday the 21st of August at the MCG. Yes, and Tony, uh, the, the Carlton Football Club is celebrating the Italian connection this week. They, they acknowledged the Jewish uh, contribution against Kilda. A couple Excellent. of weeks ago. So this week, Mark Legutio, the first Italian president oh, of the club, yes. will be uh, lauding the uh, the exploits of, I think, 28 Carlton players of Italian origin. Yeah. That's, a, that's a complete team, uh, plus a fairly extensive interchange that have contributed senior appearances for Carlton, uh, senior games for Carlton Football Club. Some of the greats, you know, we've mentioned the Silvanis and um, we look at um, uh, Vinny Totoggio. Oh, yeah, one yeah. of the great cult figures. Mario Bordolato played oh. in two premierships you know, right place, right time. There's been some great players. And, of course, the great Ronald Dalbarassi oh. has a foot in both camps this yeah. week. Uh, he'll be at the game, I'm told. I'm not sure whether he's in the Carlton rooms or the Melbourne rooms. I'm not sure. Uh, Ron, if you're listening, we know where we want you, Ron, in Dark Navy in our yes, rooms, please. Exactly. But I, I have got a couple of stories about Ron I'd like to share with you, Tone, respect of Carlton. Some years ago, there was uh, an Italian team of the century named, uh, best team of league footballs of Italian origin across the board. And Ron was named coach of that team. And I can remember his, uh, in his keynote address this particular night the team was named. He, he was talking about his late father who was killed at Tobruk, yep. as you know. And he said, um, he said you know, it's, uh, of course, I'm of Italian background, my, my Italian heritage. And uh, the great irony was that my father, Ron Senior, was killed in Tobruk fighting the Italians. Yes. And he said, if, if ever I had an opportunity to speak to my father again, I'd, I'd ask him the question, Dad, what would you make of losing your life fighting against the Italians? And he'd probably answer me by saying, war is stupid. Yes. And I always remember that line. Another line he had on the night was when he came to Carlton, he said how the Italian community in Ligon Street really warmed uh, to to the the outcome. And he said... He said, I couldn't speak a word of Italian. He said, but I do remember walking down Ligon Street the week after the appointment and seeing all these Italian fellows excitedly breaking out into the lingo. (laughs) He said, I don't know what they said, but I think they liked me. (laughs) Um, So that was uh, recollections of the great Ronald Dale. He'll be there at the game at the weekend, I'm sure, as Carlton acknowledges the contributions of the Italians. Uh, And what a contribution it is. They've brought style, grace... And furious hand gesticulations at that umpiring <laughs> decisions. Where would AFL be without the Italians? We love them. Very true. Awesome. Uh, well, this has been the Two Tones, episode 28. Tony Moclair and Tony DeBolfo signing off and saying, Go Blues. Ciao, ciao.